what's up what's up what's up what's up everybody god bless all of you out there i pray that you're having a great week and that the week ahead is even more blessed uh, welcome to the keith battle podcast i'm your host keith battle and i am so excited about this opportunity to come to you all today with some life-changing information some information and wisdom that will all help us in our relationships relationships is something that we all struggle with and so i'm really uh excited about the wisdom we're going to get today from my friend and author uh rod harrison who's with us today let me tell you a little bit about rod rod and his wife sherry uh have four adult children they live outside of baltimore maryland Rod was the chaplain for the world champion Baltimore Ravens for 15 years and he pastors the Messiah Community Church in the suburbs of Baltimore and uh, what we're here to talk about today there's so much we can talk about with Rod we can talk about sports we can talk about ministry we can talk about pastoring he's got so many uh, areas that we could cover but what we really want to talk about today is Rod's work as an author he has written two marriage books or relationship books. The first was called Cover Her, How to Create a Safe Place for the Ladies in Your Life, Financially, Physically, Emotionally, and Spiritually. And so we definitely want to get into that because all the brothers out there, we want to know how to cover the ladies in our lives. Um, but also, um, he's also written his newest book called Cover Him. And uh, in a moment, he'll tell us a tagline for that book and when it's coming out and how people can pre-order it. So we're really excited. Want to talk? Want to welcome again right now, Pastor Rod Harrison. Rod, thanks for being with us today, man. Hey, man, it's so exciting to be here. Uh, anytime I can join you is an absolute privilege and joy. So thank you for having me uh, on the Keith Battle Podcast. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying to work with the technology, man. I'm being I'm being thrust into areas of discomfort which uh, I guess is the way you have to grow. So um, thank you again. Thanks for being with us. So, so before we get in the cover her uh, and, and later on in our conversation, cover him, what is the tagline to the cover him book? Is it, is it similar? So it's similar. Um, you probably could flip the coin, but it's called uh, cover him and it is caring for the hidden needs, thoughts, and feelings of a man. Um, wow. And so, yeah. Say we, that one more time, Rod. Yeah, the tagline is uh, "Caring for the hidden thoughts, needs, and feelings of a man." Wow, um, that's it, good. It, it, it like might it. be. Yeah, it might be obvious um, why, but we can talk about that some more later. Yeah, I mean, just just the fact that you said they're hidden, right? You know, we we are so we are so ensconced in, in our masculinity that some of our issues and needs and general i mean realistic needs go under you know overlooked as men yeah so, and, I, and i think part of the challenge for us as men is uh learning how to put um words to our emotions and our thoughts and then bringing them out and so many women have been asking um over the last few years like how do i how do i partner with my man like he won't talk to me i don't know what he's thinking what he needs what he's feeling and so I just wanted to capture that uh, in a way that would be uh, insightful and practical for women. Oh, man, I'm so glad you did it. And I know the journey that you were on trying to write the book 
And I'm so glad that you got it done, man. It's going to change a lot of lives. So thank you for putting that out there. And we look forward to diving into it and hearing your wisdom on that particular subject as well. Uh, by the way, even now, how can people, we're going to tell them how you can get cover him because that's not out yet. Obviously cover her. You can get that uh, already on Amazon. I'm sure different. Where, where can they get cover her? And then uh, is, is, is cover him uh, going to be available for pre-order? Absolutely. So cover her, as you mentioned, is available on Amazon uh, and cover him will also be available on Amazon right now. People can order a pre-order cover him uh, on our website. My website is rodhairston.com and uh, pre-orders will also be available on the Messiah Community Church website. So uh, we'll launch the pre-sale Mother's Day. So this Sunday, uh, Mother's Day, the pre-sale will launch. Nice, nice, nice. So this is perfect timing, y'all. You already know we're we're right up against Mother's Day. So this will be the week to check out his books. And he's already said enough, in my opinion, to to get you to get the book. But let's uh, let's let's talk about cover her. Yeah. So when you say cover her, is it about creating a safe place for your wife? Is that the focus? Or, is, or, is, or are you referring to creating safe places for our daughters or nieces or is it for ladies in general or for the lady you have a significant relationship with, intimate relationship? Yeah, I think it really is for ladies in general. Um, principally, um, most people think about this in terms of their wives and their daughters. But in the book, I talk about uh, covering as it relates to our posture toward women in general. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it, it, certainly, it applies across the board, really. It's all about how we as men um, deal with, approach, handle, communicate with, um, how we, you know, as, as the tagline says, how we create that safe space for those ladies. And interestingly, you know, when I wrote cover her, um, the, the me too movement had not come about yet. Um, but there was a sense in my, uh, dealing with men and women in relationships that this thing was just getting out of control and, uh, and I'm so grateful for the Me Too movement because it really just uh, really sort of affirmed what I was sensing as I was walking with people um, in their relationships. Wow. Wow. Well, let's, so, so how do you create these spaces? Let's start with the spiritual part. How can we as men create spiritual, spiritual safe places for our ladies? Yeah, you know, I try to keep it simple for guys, right? Because so many of us as men, like that seems like a tall order. There's some guys who are already um, in a space where they're growing in a relationship with God and they, you know, have been pursuing it. But there are a lot of us who we're on a journey and we're not necessarily uh, where we want to be and where we're going to be. So I want to keep it simple. I think some simple things to do to cover a woman spiritually is, man, throw up a short prayer. Right. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. It doesn't have to be deep. Um, but just pray over the woman that you love, your wife, your daughters. Uh, if you're in a if you're in a committed relationship. Right. Pray for that person. Absolutely. Pray with them. I think that's the next step. And that seems to be the most intimidating thing for a lot of men. Right. Like when I was a chaplain with the Ravens, a lot of dudes would be like, yeah, uh, my, my wife is praying for me. You know, she prays for me every day. And I'm like, okay, bro, now it's your turn. And so I would literally coach guys how to go and pray for her. 
um, sometimes it's really just like make church a thing, right? Just make it a thing, right? Uh, so I, I challenge guys even now, like make church a thing and put that on your calendar and lead the way, right? Find a place where you you know you can learn more about God, grow closer, um, a place where there's no drama, a place where you can uh, you can understand what's being taught. So those two things alone, the three things really pray for, pray with, and uh, and making church a thing is uh, is a big deal. I love it, man. That's very practical. And and when it comes to praying, it's basically just talking to God out loud. If you pray with her, if you if you're praying without her uh, for her, you don't you don't have to say it out loud. But I, I've seen that same inhibition in both men and women to pray together. And it's amazing uh, how many, how many couples don't pray together and how easy it is to let days and days and days and weeks and months go by without doing it. I've even seen it in my own life. Like I I even have a reminder in my phone to pray with my wife, even if it's quick, but even with the reminder, many times I, you know, I don't, I don't do it like I should. So thanks for that reminder. Cause I, I want to do a better job of covering my own, my own wife, especially. Um, but you know, it's even a greater challenge when you have daughters like to pray for them. Like I can pray for my granddaughter because, you know, she's three years old. She's small. When kids are small, you know, they welcome that. But you know, if there's been challenges over the years in your relationships with your daughters or your or even your sons or whoever it may be, sometimes moving back into that space and trying to um, share something spiritual may be a little awkward. So yeah. what do you think about that? Just let's say let's say there's a guy listening and saying, man, I'd love to, you know, pray with my wife or pray with my daughter or, or pray with, you know, the ladies in my life. But, you know, I, you know, I had a problem with drinking or I, I was unfaithful or, you know, I messed the money up or something that that, you know, creates at least an invisible barrier. You know, even though it may not be it may even be a tangible barrier between us. How, how would you counsel that man to move towards that that work of still trying to create a space in a relationship where maybe he's you know, wounded the people that he's supposed to cover. Man, who who among us is not, <laughs> you know, blown it, messed it up, didn't get it right. And I think that's true with our wives. It's true with our daughters. I think you have to, uh, you have to focus more on getting it in than getting it right. Right. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we think about, man, I ain't saying it right. You know, I don't say it like, like they say it in church, man, you know, my wife can pray. My girlfriend knows how to pray, but you know, I'm new to this, man. Don't even worry about getting it right. Just get it in. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, I think that, I think you, I love, I'm stealing your, your, um, your thing, right. Put it in your calendar, put it in your phone, let a reminder pop up. Cause I'm not, you know, I'm not the prince of this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know it works. And every time I pray with my wife or my girls, right. I just, I sense something happening, right? I think it's the power and the presence of God. And um, women tell me this, Keith, that um, a dude is never sexier than when he's praying for his woman. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a motivator right there. Right, right. I think one of the things for the guy that's struggling, like you said, you know, all of us have messed up. 
the relationships in our lives. Nobody, nobody hasn't disappointed somebody that they love or that loved them or let them down or, or hurt them. Like that's, that's kind of like par for the course. It's normal. But maybe one of the things that we can do is, is introduce this thing. Cause if a guy's never really prayed with his wife or prayed with his daughters, you know, it may be a little awkward for him to just walk up on them and say, let me pray over you. Or let me pray with you. But one of the things that, that could be done is to acknowledge the failure and say, you know, I just want you to know, first of all, I'm sorry that I haven't been better in this area. And uh, I've read something. I heard something that challenged me to be better. And I, I hope you give me the opportunity to try to get better. And if that's OK, I'd like to just take, you know, maybe 30 seconds to pray with you on a regular basis. Man, I think, I th- I th- Yeah, I think that's really on point. I- I'm finding, Keith, that people really appreciate in relationships seeing the other person take a step to grow. And mm-hmm. so just being able to say what you just said, um, just say, hey, I'm learning something, right? I'm not good at this, right? You, you are going to feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just going to her and saying, hey, I, I want to try this, right? I want to I work on this. I think she'll be receptive to it. Nice, nice, nice. We got so much to cover. Let's talk about how to cover our ladies emotionally. You know, you know, emotional intelligence is not always high with us guys. <laughs> <laughs> Help us no, out, man. Man, how do, our, how do we cover our ladies emotionally? Listen, that I think that's yeah. I think after prayer, that's a, that's the biggest challenge. Uh, the emotional thing it begins with me learning uh, how to really, I think expand my own emotional bandwidth, right? But it's some simple stuff. Like how do I speak to her? Mm-hmm. Right. My inflections, my tones, right. Uh, I talk in the book cover uh, her about managing our man's strength. And sometimes we don't even realize that the way we speak to our women, mm-hmm. daughters, uh, our wives, right. Can do so much to lift them or to pull them down. And so one of the ways that I try to cover my wife and my girls is I just watch my tone of voice, right? My wife told me once, because I wasn't good at this, like all the stuff I wrote, bro, I I had to work out. I'm still working on it. Yeah. My wife said to me, she said, "Um, you don't realize that when you speak, your voice carries so much weight. And sometimes the things you say uh, come across very heavy Mm. and hard. And man, it made me step back. So one way to, to cover a woman emotionally is just managing my tone of voice, right? My reactions. Uh, I think another one is the other side of it is learning to listen to her, right? To hear her, let her talk. Because, you know, men, like, especially if the game is on, like, bro, like, can you hurry up and get to this? Because mm-hmm. Steph is about to light it up. <laughs> so having a little bit of patience listening to them is so important I find for our daughters, our wives to be able to get out of their minds what they're thinking and they usually, they got more words than we do mm-hmm. so, but listening to her uh, giving her room, like stopping what I'm doing looking her in the eyes and making, the, nothing is going on in that moment but what she's trying to communicate to me, that's a real discipline but it really feeds her uh, emotionally. So those are, those are just a couple of things. Let me throw one other thing that I think is really, really powerful. Um, and that's just practicing uh, faithfulness, right? Mm-hmm. 
if you want to protect a woman emotionally, you want to cover her emotionally, like dog, be faithful because, Mm -hmm. you know, whenever there is a lack of integrity, um, yeah, I was just working with a, uh, a couple recently and let me just tell you the damage done to the wife, the damage done to the daughters, um, is overwhelming. And, um, and so now, you know, I've had to help both of them, the, the mom, the mom and the daughter, um, get counseling because of the, the infidelities of the husband. Wow. Yeah. I, I wrote a book on that one. I mean, the yes, car- you did. <laughs> you know, whatever the reward and pleasure that comes with unfaithfulness and infidelity, because infidelity wouldn't be so popular if it wasn't so pleasurable. I mean, let's be real. I mean, it's having an affair is an energetic, passionate, pleasurable world. The problem is the cost of it is so much higher than the reward and the payoff the payments can go on for years and years. If that, you mean that never, it's like one of those student loans. You don't get out of it alive. You, you just, you, just it's, 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 you can't, you can't file bankruptcy. You just got to pay that stuff for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. So, um, hey y'all, we're talking to Rod Harrison, author of Cover Her and Cover Him, two amazing books on relationships. He's also the pastor of Messiah Community Church outside of Baltimore. Rod, you you said. You know, just our voice tone can help us cover our wives emotionally. I love what H. Norman Wright says. He says that voice tone is three times more important than even the words we say. How we say it is more important than what we say. So I like that. And you talked about how just as men, our voice carries weight. So great advice. Great advice. Let's talk about the next area. How do we cover our wives financially? Man, come on. Um, this, this was probably my Achilles heel early in my marriage, right? Because I was more interested in doing uh, the work of helping people and just thinking that the money was going to show up. Mm. Um, and I had to be taught, right? Like one of the most important ways to cover my wife and my kids is to be the provider, right? And that doesn't even mean that I make the most money. Right. Because a lot of there are a lot of women who make more money than their man does. But what it does mean is that I, I pay before I play. Wow. And what I mean by wow. that is rather than rather than going out and buying the new ride, buying the new gadget, the new toy, I make sure that the bills are taken care of. Mm. And so having the discussion, here's where we are financially. Let's sit down. Listen, if she's better at managing the money, be man enough to let her do it, but don't walk away from the discussion and mm-hmm. just you know have nothing to do with it. So it really is about um, being a responsible person when it comes to the money, right? Let's have the discussion. Where are we? Uh, what do we need? Do I need to get another job for a little while to make ends meet? It's really, it's about being willing to carry the load. Um, but not if she makes more money, don't put so much burden on her that, you know, by stepping away from it and well, she just handles the money. I just, you know, she just gives me my allowance. No, we got to be in the discussion, um, because it's about my being responsible for the financial condition of my household. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Uh, so we've covered 
spiritual covering. We've talked about emotionally covering. We talked about financially covering and making sure we pay before we play and not just being out here trying to help people, but making sure we're taking care of the financial needs of our family. You talk about one other area that we need to cover, and that's covering our ladies physically. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so much goes into that. Um, I think a big part of it is like like knowing that my strength as a man can be very intimidating if I don't carry it correctly. So one thing is, um, you know, like you never put your hands on your woman. Mm hmm. Right. Never raise your hands. Right. It's it's all about my posture, how I present myself to her in a conversation, even when we have in one of those tense moments. Um, you know, I even talk about and cover her, for example. If someone is on my job, let's just say I walk into the office or I go up, I'm in an elevator. Right. One of the things that I, I know is is helpful is if I take a step toward a person who just walked in an elevator, for example, and, and she doesn't know me. Mm-hmm. immediately she gets one message. If I take a step backwards and say, good morning, good afternoon, she gets a totally different message. Yeah. Right. So I, I never want to confuse uh, my intentions physically when I'm around a woman. That same thing is true at home. Uh, I think another practical way to cover our ladies physically is like, I just make sure there's an alarm on the house. Right. Mm-hmm. I got cameras on my house. I call when I'm out. Um, I make sure everything is okay at the house. I make sure the doors are locked at night when I'm not traveling. Uh, even when I am traveling, I call my son. I'm like, hey, make sure the doors get locked up. It's simple stuff like that um, that says to um, my wife that I'm caring about her physical well-being. I love it. I love it, man. It's so simple, but yet so practical. And, uh, you know, I'm, I don't know what other guys are thinking who are listening to this. Some of the ladies are probably saying, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and some of the guys listening say, man, I need to get I need to get some cameras on the house. I need to, you know, because because things we take for granted because we're not really afraid, mm-hmm. of, the, of the, you know, uh, and maybe some of us are from the south and grew up with the front door open and unlocked and all that. But, you know, what is what is more important? And I think the important thing is, is that whether we need that kind of security or not, that we provide that kind of security for our, our spouses. And it kind of connects with the, the um, emotional security. I always say where security is absent, insecurity is present. Yeah. It's like if I, if I, um, if I'm not faithful, uh, if I don't protect my marriage, even from infidelity or from, from danger, all kinds of danger that can come in, then it creates an insecure environment. And we tend to call women, you you know, you're insecure, like in a condescending way, but she wouldn't be insecure if it was a secure environment. Yes. So, Man, you're making, yeah, you're making, you're making so much sense. I'm a, I'm a steal all of that. Keith battle. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just vibing off of what I, what I hear in your book is environment, environment, like, what, what we're what we're creating is this environment, you know, the cover. And I love your I love the cover of your book, the artwork on your book cover her is umbrella. But, you know, that's a physical symbol of covering. But what you're what you're creating in these in these areas is an environment of safety. And I got you. 
And I think, I think you hit the key word is uh, that environment, the environment of safety, it's intentionality. Um, My daughters have even gotten in the habit of saying, yeah, I got that red umbrella. Right. (laughs) Right. Um, Like, you know, I'll go back to this financial piece real quick, but uh, I tell guys like, man, you can't be cheap with your woman. Right. Because because a lot of dudes are cheap and we like like we want her to be a dime piece for us. And we and we keep pinching pennies where she has needs and desires. Wow. Right. That um, that red umbrella is, is really symbolic of the environment. I think you hit the right word. Wow. All right, fellas. It's time to splurge on our ladies. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Don't be cheap with her. Rod, let's talk about this. A lot of a lot of guys will listen to a man. If he's got information that is helpful and, and by, by, by far, you've got information that is very helpful and and you've done things well in your own relationships. But another thing men look for is somebody who's authentic enough to say, but I've also blown it. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's kind of, you know, kind of the man code. Like we don't really take take seriously guys who seem perfect because we know that's impossible. So with that in mind, can you just share some of the ways that, you know, what you can share, like, how have you blown it in this area? How have you, how have you failed to cover your wife? Man, how long we got on this podcast, bro? Because <laughs> I'm, jack- I'm jacking it up easily once a week. Like, man, my, my wife would probably t- say if she was on here, she would be like, no, that's very, that's very conservative. Uh, right, 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 right. Like so, yeah. You're much, more, you're much more consistently inconsistent than that, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I've made so many mistakes along the way, bro. Um, right, I've hurt my wife in some ways that it's only it's only God's grace that has allowed me to recover. Uh, right, like I I didn't grow up, and here's I think a big piece. I didn't grow up with a man modeling this for me. Yeah. And um, and so I made a lot of mistakes along the way, financially, emotionally, spiritually, um, physically. Right. I just I have I've blown it. And the thing that has been very helpful to me is having another guy that I could go to and learn from. And that's been my that's been my journey is always having uh, another guy that I can say, man, like, how do you do this? Right. Somebody who was you know, at least one step ahead of me. Like you're one of those guys for me, Keith, you know, you're a great friend, um, but you've also been a coach to me, right? I get to ask you questions. Um, and I think one of the keys here, man, is uh, learning to be transparent, right? Like you just feel like you're out there, like you're just standing in the street, you just dropped your pants, right? It <laughs> just came off um, because all of your stuff is out there, right? But there's no way to grow without having those transparent, vulnerable experiences. So uh, having another man has been amazingly helpful for me, but I've blown it in every way, bro. Like, I mean, real talk, like last week, I just messed up majorly with my wife. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I just sent all the wrong signals because I was in my own stoop. And, um, but, you know, thankfully I had somebody I could call. I called our pastor, right? Pastor John Jenkins. And we got to talk about it. He was very helpful. Um, went back to my wife, man, and, you know, she forgave me. And I think that's a big part of it, right? She forgave me and we talked it out and got it right. So I'm not saying by any means that just because I wrote the book means that I do this right every day. 
uh, I'm a work in progress and it's a journey. Um, yeah. Let's cover her thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm like you, man. Um, my church, um, family design church probably knows a lot more than most people because I talk about it, but you know, certainly I've, I feel my wife spiritually having prayed with her consistently put the church before her. I failed her, certainly failed her emotionally. I was unfaithful to her. Um, with the inappropriate relationship. I failed my wife physically. Um, I certainly don't have any cameras on the house. Uh, <laughs> I need to definitely do that now that I've announced it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I see cameras uh, popping up all over your crib now. I need to do something if that's what she wants. Um, I've, I've certainly failed her financially. Um, we almost lost our town, not our town, our condo because of poor financial management. I mean, we were, had a lien on our condo, um, owed taxes, just just was immature financially, irresponsible, didn't save money. So, yeah, but, but here's the deal. Like, like right now I have a great marriage and I just want to encourage somebody out there, men and women, like even if, even if your man is not covering you right now, he can. Just like Rod said, you got to get a mentor. And just like Pastor Jenkins is a mentor for Rod, he's a mentor for me. And now we're able to mentor other men from our broken places. And I'm sure Pastor Jenkins has his own brokenness. We just we just came in on the scene later when he got it all together, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but 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 there's no way he could help us as much as he does if he didn't have his own history of failure. That's I think, you know, brokenness recognizes brokenness. So yes. um, <laughs> um but but again, thank you so much for your opening up that space. And, and I just want to give hope to somebody. In fact, Rob, what would you say? We know a guy should be looking for a mentor. We got to have that because most of us learn relationship skills in the streets. But what would you say to that lady who's listening? And she's she's listening to this podcast and she's saying, you know, I hear what you're saying to these men, but they're not consistent in a lot of these areas. What can a lady do to encourage the men in their lives to cover them? And what things should they avoid doing that might end up backfiring on them if they, you know, thinking that might work, but it might backfire. Any advice for ladies who are not being covered? Yeah, man, that's that's a great question. And, you know, I think it's important for ladies to realize that most men in our culture right now uh, have never had someone model this to them. And. And it's, it's a journey, right? They, they, they got to learn. So what I would encourage ladies to do, uh, first of all, I, I keep coming back to this, right? You got to pray that he'll see it, that he'll begin. Like there's so much power in just talking to God about the, the frustration of not being covered. So ladies, take that thing to God. But you have to avoid what I call the three C's um, uh, of this matter. And that is comparing, complaining, and copying attitudes, Mm. Right. When you compare him to other people, especially when you compare him to other people to him. Right. Nothing will make a man less inclined um, to want to grow than when he feels compared to somebody else. Right. Mm. Like, don't compare him to your pastor. Don't compare him to your girlfriend's husband or to your girlfriend's boyfriend. Right. Don't compare that dude. That's good. Ooh, yeah. Because yeah, he's on his own journey. Um and when he feels compared, like he will, he will, his resentment will grow. Um, right. Don't complain. Right. 
because when you complain to him, he will take that as as nagging. Uh, he won't be able to hear it constructively. That's why you're taking it to God is so important. And then the attitudes, right? If you cop an attitude like, yeah, you don't never do this. When's the last time you did that? Right. That, um, yeah, that will, that becomes a, a sour taste in a man's mouth. The, the thing to do is to celebrate what he's doing well. Yes. Right? Even, even a, even a broke clock is right twice a day. <laughs> yes. You know, and so because what you celebrate gets repeated, right? Let me say that one more time. Whatever you celebrate will get repeated. So if he's if he's taking if he's handling the finances, right, or if he's uh, physically keeping things physically secure, like celebrate that. Like my stepfather, I mean my yeah my stepfather just went uh, went to heaven a few months ago, and um, dude, he was a security guy. Right. He kept that house on lock. Like I'm like, Pop, we can't even get up out of this joint. You got some <laughs> locks on the doors. But but we celebrated that about him. And the more we like, man, you keep it locked down, you keep it tight, the more he did it. Right. The one thing my mother never had to worry about was somebody breaking into her house. That was important because early in her life, when I was a boy, she had somebody break into the house. Mm. Right. So he became a champion in that area, if not in any other area of his life. Wow. That's good. That's good. So you said, here's the things to avoid, ladies. Comparing, complaining, copping an attitude. And instead of complaining, celebrate. Instead of com- instead of comparing, celebrate. Or praise them. Instead of uh, complaining, take those complaints to God. Pray. Mm-hmm. And instead of copying an attitude, be be pleasant. That's that's three P's. Praise, pray, and be pleasant. I know it's not easy, but you know, we're really you're really gonna win a man through complaining. They just consider that nagging. And men tend to hide in men cave t- tend to hide in man caves when they're living with a woman who complains. Um, the old testament calls it a man says a man would rather be on the corner of his rooftop. Now that's 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 tough right there. When you you think about a rooftop, the safest place on the rooftop, or the most comfortable place on the rooftop, would be like towards the middle of it, mm-hmm. like where you you know where you're safer. But to be on the corner of it, where you can fall down at any time and bust your head on the driveway, they're saying that man would rather be there than to be inside of the house, walking around with air conditioning, but the wife in there is complaining. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that's how that's how ineffective complaining is to a man. I mean, this is not new wisdom, right? This is right in the Proverbs. So yes. you know, if you want to get your man down off the roof, like Bernard Blackman says in his book, uh, one of the ways to do that is to be pleasant and uh to take your petitions to the Lord. And then maybe, you know, uh, pray that your man finds a mentor. Because, you know, one of the things that's helping me right now, Rod, I guess mm-hmm. no way I can come away from this podcast and nobody listen. There's no man that can come away from this podcast and not want to do something better. Yes. Like, I'm going to do something. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go pray with somebody. I'm going to do something. But, but the more you're around people who push you to do better, the better you'll be. So pray that for your man. Um, let's.
let's we're getting close to the end. I want to I want to I want to shift down from cover her to your new book. Give us a sneak peek into your new book, Rod. Help our ladies, uh, help our listeners know about what they can expect, and particularly in the book cover him. How the ladies supposed to know how they can cover guys in their lives, and how how do you do it? What and what ways do you cover the guys in your in, our, in your life? Yeah, that's uh, yeah. This uh, is such a different ordeal for women um, because, again, so much of our our needs as men, our thoughts, our feelings, all those things are hidden, and and so we got some. In, in the book, we cover some of the core issues, right? Some of the core things that we as men deal with, right? Let me just give you a few of those. For example, right, every man needs affirmation. Mm. You said something earlier about um, how we view insecurity, but everybody has moments of insecurity, seasons of insecurity, struggles with insecurity on some level. That's true for 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 every man, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. every man needs an affirming voice from the lady in his life. Mm-hmm. So I talk about um, how a woman can affirm and what that means, right? He don't he doesn't need you to be uh, one of the uh, NFL cheerleaders, but he does need you cheering. Mm. Right. So in other words, it, it doesn't mean that you sort of are denigrated, um, you know, the way cheerleaders have become seen um, from the stands. But what it means is that, you know, that there's certain words that you can speak into his life that will lift him and boost him because it's hard out there for brothers. Right. Dudes are facing stuff every day. Right. In the battle for for manhood. So, so affirmation, uh, we'll talk about in the book, right? A man needs to know that he's a priority in your life. Like a lot of ladies are busy. They're busy with the kids. They're busy with work. They got a lot on their place. Well, when a dude feels like you ain't got time for him, right? He's going to go off to his corner, right? He's going to go off to his man cave. Um, but when he knows that you have a, um, a priority place in your schedule, your day, your life, um, that's going to feed him. Uh, we talk about feeding him like <laughs> like I don't know food is spiritual bro like I just you know I don't know there's, there's a lot of ladies out here who don't like cooking they're like I ain't trying to be in the kitchen listen buy some Burger King and bring it to the Korea right well, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but dudes you know food is still a thing for us as men and it says so much it's really it really goes back to this um, this notion of nurture and mm. Right. When a woman, when a man, let me, let me say this, make sure I say this right. When a mom hands off her son to his wife, it doesn't mean he stops needing to be nurtured as a man. It means he needs nurture still just in a different way. Uh, and I think food is a big part of that for most men. Um, like if you're married, like we talk about making love to him. Like, I don't know how many couples, um, men in particular I've talked to and his cry, like, He's so he's so beat down emotionally because he's like, listen, man, I'm married to this woman. I love her. We've been together for 20 years, 30 years, and she won't make love to me. Isaiah, the prophet said, I love this This is Isaiah chapter eight, I believe. He said, uh, he said, I went and made love to the prophetess. I love that. Mm. (laughs) That was a part of God's mandate for his life because his children would become a prophetic sign to the nation. Um, Mm -hmm. And so even God prizes, um, prizes that whole notion of, you know, making love 
uh, as a priority in the marriage relationship. So I talk about where those different areas of affirmation, priority, praying for him, feeding him, making love to him, uh, hearing him, where all of those fit into the scheme of his uh, of his needs. Uh, you know, a woman doesn't have to do every single one of them every day, but again, grabbing the one or two or three that you can really hone in on to make a difference in that man's life um, is the key. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Hey, Rod, as we wrap this all up now, you and Sherry have been married how long now? We will celebrate 28 years uh, this this month, right? May 26th. Awesome. 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 Congratulations on 28 years, man. A great accomplishment in a day and time when, as you know, 28 months is is kind of uh, <laughs> the wall for many right. people. <laughs> uh, so, you know, obviously there's some things that you and Sherry have done that have made your marriage stand this test of time. What are some things that the two of you do that you can share with our podcast audience that might be helpful in their relationship as well? Talk about a couple of things, just one or two things that you and Sherry do that you can say, hey, this has really helped us, you know, last in our marriage. Uh, that's, yeah. You know, let me just say that we've made it 28 years and both of us come from um, uh, backgrounds of divorce. And so we uh, we knew that we were you know, God wanted to do something new with us and set a different tone. And so we're grateful for uh, these 28 years and what he's done. Uh, so a couple of things that we have put on the table early on, like we never used a D word in our marriage. Wow. It's just that we don't even, it, it can't be right. It's like anathema to even say the word. We don't say it in our house. We don't speak it. We don't, it's just not even a thing. Uh, we just don't use it. Uh, another thing that we do is we before you, before you go before you go to the next thing, believe it or not, you know, someone out there may not know what the D word is. Yes. house. We can say it on the podcast. We can tell you what it is. My bad. Yeah. So the D word is not the cuss word, but it's like a cuss word. It's divorce. Yeah. Right? We right. just it never comes up. It's never a conversation. It's never we don't talk around it. We don't talk about it. Right. It's just like, um, you ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. Right. Um, we're, not, we're not quitting. We're just not, we're not quitting. quitting. So it's no need in us talking about it. So. Yeah. It's not even a thing, right? We, we're in it to win it. Right. We're going all the way. Uh, so we started with that premise, right. In our first, in, in fact, before we got married in our premarital counseling, we decided that we're never going to mention that word. Um, the other thing is we uh, we have a, a saying that we matter before everyone else matters. Right. So before my church matters, uh, the kids are important, but they're second. Right. Like uh, if there are other needs out there, other people. Right. My first consideration is my spouse. Right. And so even before my mama, even before her parents. Right. Um, they're all important. They all have their place. But we matter. like we got to get this right between us first. And then we'll figure out how to deal with everybody else. Um, uh, the third thing that has been helpful to us is we have said um, your needs are important and my needs are important. Like one person's emotional needs is not more important than the others. Right. So both our needs are important. So let's figure out uh, how to care for each other's needs. 
That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. One other thing I'll throw in, too, because I know because you give us destinations to go to, you and Shirley, you and Sherry, someone <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully not you and Shirley. You and Sherry take trips together. You travel together. You have fun. So I think that's because a lot of times we give this list of things and, and they seem like arduous and serious and hard mm-hmm. to people. But one thing I know that y'all do is y'all y'all go without the kids. Yes. Away places. And uh, so I, I like that part as well. And do y'all how often do you try to get away? You try to get away annually. What do you? What, do you, what, do you, what is y'all's like rhythm as it relates to traveling, just getting away and spending time together? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I had had that as a consideration of things to share. But yeah, we spend um, we make it a point to spend a lot of time together. And so we have a thing. So we spend some time together a few minutes a day every day. Um, we do something together every week. Right. So we have a date uh, pretty much every week. It's not always a serious date. Um, we go away together uh, once a month, right? So it might just be a quick overnight or it might be a long day trip. Um, and then we get away together just to work on our marriage once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so for like, you know, three days, four days, five days, sometimes a short vacation. And um, yeah, so we just have a rhythm. We know every day, every week, every month, every year, uh, we're doing something together uh, to keep you know, keep the love alive. And sometimes we do it and she's mad at me and I'm mad at her, but we just do it because it's on the calendar and it helps. <laughs> I love it. So every, every year y'all get away to work on the marriage. Every day you spend a couple of minutes together. Every week you do what? We have a date. Have a date. Yep. Uh-huh. And every month you do what? We do a special date. So it might be an overnight you know, we might go take in a concert. We might go see a movie. We might go to a play, right? It's a, it's more of an extended kind of time. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Hey, man, this has been awesome. Absolutely awesome. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Thank you, man, for your friendship, for your example. How can people get in touch with you? How can they, can they follow you on social media, buy your book, book you to speak? Where do they go? Where do they go? to? How can people get it, Rod Harrison? Absolutely. So they can uh, they can get in touch with me through my website, rodhairston.com, uh, H-A-I-R-S-T-O-N. That's my website. Uh, my social media tags on Instagram, uh, Facebook and um, Twitter are uh, at Rod Hairston. So it's my name. Yes. Yeah, so they can hit me up. They can email me uh, at Rod H at Rod dot com. And they can certainly uh, come check us out at Messiah Community Church where I preach uh, most weeks. Awesome, man. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, y'all follow him. Uh, reach out to him. If you're listening, you're a church leader or a business leader or you work in relationship space. You know this man's wisdom. He's written on it. He's lived it. Uh, have him come speak. Have him come share with couples. Have him come share with your men. Rod has a real burden for men to talk to men. And um, thank you again for listening this week. Thank you, Rod, for being with us. And uh, once again, thank you all for joining us here on the Keith Battle Podcast. Please subscribe. If you subscribe, you'll get notifications when new podcasts come out. You can be on our email list as well. And uh, give us some feedback. Let us know how these podcasts are touching your life. I'll catch you next week right here on Keith Battle Podcast.